0: Long live Woonox Papa. You're now tuning in to the Salvi and
1: Naughty Talk podcast. Hey, it's been a while. This is Salvi of Salvi and Naughty Talk. This podcast was actually recorded some months back with a good friend of mine named Ecard, formerly Mr. Popo TV. Please go show his YouTube channel and uh, social media some love just go on YouTube and type in e-card looking towards the future. That is e-card looking towards the future. More podcasts soon. Make sure to follow me and Nadi on our social medias. That's the Nadi Northern and Salvi Makne. Now let's get into the podcast. How's it going, everybody? This is Salvi and Nadi. Nadi or not-t-y. Naughty. Nati. I like when you were doing that because <laughs> it sounded like it rhymed. Nati. Because it's like Salvi and Nadi.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Crash bird. burn um, I'm here actually with one of my favorite people on the planet um, Someone who has supported me from day one But when I think I had like 2,000
0: YouTube subscribers
1: And he was like, he was popping And he was the it guy back then It was uh, Popo uh,
0: Yes sir, yes sir
1: Glad to have you on the podcast brother
0: Welcome Thank you guys, thank you for having me Where are you from? Uh, Bronx, New York yeah, born and raised.
2: You got uh, the East Coast in the house. Yes sir, yes, sir. I I want to kind of just
1: talk about Popo real quick. He, I I used to watch him, Kenny and JRE on YouTube as a fanboy. This was me as a fanboy watching them, and I used to do mostly covers. Um, I think it was Ringa Linga by Tae Yang that got mm-hmm. Popo's attention. And he had commented on there or something. And I was like, what? No way. Just a YouTuber that I used to watch, you know? That's awesome. Then what really threw it over the edge to me was when he followed me on Instagram. I was like, no. This is fake. (laughs) This is not real. Because he, not only would he do reactions, but, like, I think you were an innovator of, like, different, like, types. Because back in the day, not everybody was doing reactions. Yeah. You know, uh, it was very few and selective people. But not only that, your content was pretty original. Um, you had uh, strangers react, which had multiple yes, different perspectives with multiple
0: different people
1: in public. What was it? What, what's the name of the yeah. park that you did it in the first one?
0: Uh, Bryant Park. Yep, it was he all was in Bryant Park.
1: Yep, in New York, he would literally go up to strangers and say, "Hey, can we film you?"
0: <laughs> yeah imagine
1: you just walking down the road i don't know if you're gonna be walking down new york but and he's just like hey let me film you reacting to korean pop music but, so uh, crazy he did that. thinking about
0: that he did
1: that and then he did uh which one was it was it black people react that was the yeah was my younger game. brother yep man your younger brother was such a laugh bro yes sir shout out to him he's also good at games isn't he
0: yeah fighting games like, that's his main calling
1: but no he he was like to me at that point from and many can agree that he was meeting celebrities the same people would react to he would meet with them. yeah and he um, I think he had set a standard for in, in our genre and our community. And then you know, for whatever reason things happen, we change course. YouTube punishes hiatuses like I've told you and uh, we're now here.
0: Yes, sir. Well, it favors the bowl. It's bold. crazy. It, it, it is definitely there.
1: does. It definitely does. Who is Popo? I kind of, I want people to know, like, who who are you?
0: It's a very good question, because, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, like, with the Hades is, uh, and during that time, it's just like, a, I guess, a person that wears many different hats. Um, mm. Like, I truly am, it took me a while to find out that I truly am variety. Like, I like everything. Between... Piano, of course, you know. Uh, I start. That's why I started off in the beginning with YouTube, to you know, with a lo- like a love of music, and then you know, it, it went into like trading card games, you know, Yu Gi Oh. Then they went into K-pop, oh, and then they went right. to fighting games, professional fighting games, joining the esports teams, you know, making my own novel and webtoons. I literally like all over the place. I guess you could say a concentrated orb of of chaos because uh, mm. there's no genre that i can particularly i guess you could say stick with um that like i guess it's like whatever i find interest in at that time is what i just you know i soak it all in pretty much and i try to become like a master i had a phase where i just wanted to do nothing but create websites and so i taught myself code you know so the i guess you could say is, yeah jack of all trades say it again it's really really hard script, script is
2: difficult to learn uh, how to the back end with all the ones and zeros oh, and like, dashes yeah, yeah. and all that. Uh, yeah, JavaScript and
0: everything. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's. I had to learn a little bit of it starting a retail business a decade ago where, where I'm moving on to my 10th year. Uh, so I had to learn all that stuff back when eBay was kind of still in in its mediocre infancy, and I had to learn all the ad back end of that script so stuff. It's not mm-hmm. easy.
1: Something that I've always been curious about, maybe both of you can answer this, is there a difference between JavaScript and HTML coding?
0: JavaScript is just a, ba- uh, a more advanced program-like language because like HTML is like you find like the most basic thing that a lot of people will teach you. Like at least like when I, I did take a, a, a class on it, like in high school, and it was just basically the it's just the program language. It's just a little bit more interactive with JavaScript than it is and, with uh, HTML. Yeah.
1: probably not as tough as binary
0: though right uh that is a whole field that i haven't gotten into
2: <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the that's the real matrix brother yeah that's what you zeros. get
0: into the computer super computer science
2: every one of them are honestly their own course their own trade somebody out there yeah. somewhere is doing that as a career sure uh yeah okay. there's so much that goes into it like engineering music you got mastering first mm-hmm. of all you got the vocals Before Mm -hmm. that, you even got the production of the song before you even start putting vocals into it. So you've got all these different trade skills. Script is just another one of them. I'm sure there's careers to script.
1: Man, I don't want to spend 16 years scripting though. (laughs)
2: It's probably a dozen people who do script. You know, sure, I get you. You gotta gotta really be in tune with it.
1: Going back to what you were talking about, see, that's the thing about us. You know, we'll ramble and (laughs) we're ramblers.
0: I guess um, I'll pick up from the K-pop days. You know, where we first uh met up and the craziness of uh I guess you say the craziness of YouTube in the in the grind. And uh you mentioned yeah. earlier like the hiatuses. Like how uh especially with my main channel, uh, like those multiple hiatuses and you know, YouTube. It was more so the copyrights the copyrights on YouTube, the yeah. the adpocalypse, that was really hurt, you know, oh, the man. YouTube channel. I, I
1: was scared when that happened. So there was something naughty called um... Uh, adpocalypse but it, it, i think specifically at the time it was i saw it as the k-pocalypse mm-hmm. for youtubers because um a lot of k-pop content creators were losing their youtube channels or getting multiple copyright strikes yeah i don't know if you knew this but if you get three strikes at once your channel's terminated so it's like if you get and i think it's six months for a strike to be removed right
0: three months three, three months okay
1: yeah. so let's say you get a copyright strike right then you get another one within the three months but the first one ends up being removed after three months and then you get another one, you're fine. You you only have two active on your channel. It's three active. So within that that time that you have one, you can't get two more active, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll delete yeah. your channel. And I know I know a guy named um uh, shout out 720 but his YouTube channel got hit and he was I think reaching 70,000 subscribers. He he had some consistently too because it wasn't like Like, my channel is actually suffering from what happened to you, uh, Popo, in the last couple years. My consistency was not there. Yeah. And those hiatuses really have destroyed my algorithm. Um, They say you're not supposed to survive them, to be honest. I don't even know if I have survived them, but (laughs) here we are. Um, That time was scary because a lot of companies were just like, you know what? We're just going to hit people with copyright strikes because it it doesn't follow U.S. law, although we're uploading in, in. on u.s soil yeah it whatever whoever made the content whoever holds the copyright say to say if someone in japan uploaded the naughty northern music to their montage it wouldn't fall under japanese law it follows u.s law because you uploaded your content here and you got your shit distributed here that makes
2: sense huh
1: so that's the same thing goes for like stuff we were watching for k-pop videos fair use didn't matter if you're familiar with the law because it follows korean law not u.s
2: law so so somewhere over there they're jamming to uh chuck so clean in another version of it <laughs> yes that,
1: that's when he got under that yes <laughs> but um yeah k-pop also brought you some some memorable times It helped you meet oh, some yeah. people and and you actually got to do some events too you were an event planner
0: Yep, event planning, concerts—you know, both the the bright side and the ugly side of uh of both of them. Everything um from the K-pop days, because I have to—I guess I could say K-pop days now. Maybe, maybe much better, you know, like both as you know a content creator nowadays, uh, more so outside of the YouTube spectrum, like in you know writing novels or whatnot. But even on the YouTube spectrum, just taking all the things that I learned while, you know, mainly doing a lot of K-pop YouTubing and putting it in uh, other fields and other uh, genres, mm. just uh, it like it's for me, I, like I know how to, I guess you could say, gain an audience or connect with an audience faster. Back in the days, you know, when we making, you know, YouTube videos even from the comfort of our home and our like in kitchens and everything, it was all just for fun, you know. But I think sometimes somewhere along that line that that fun became more like work. And then that, you know, when it became more like work, you try to treat it like a business and then no longer became fun. And when it became a business, you get involved with people who may not have your best interests. And then it just spirals out out of control from there on, you know. When you were
1: planning events, mm-hmm. anything that you would like want to share as advice, or even things to tell people to steer clear from when they're doing events in general?
2: Ooh,
0: where do we even begin? I guess the number one advice for anyone that's all right. So is this for for people trying to get into concert business for foreign for foreign uh, acts, or just in general?
1: I think both. We can touch on both.
0: Okay. So when it comes to the U.S., I guess you could say it's a it's a bit easier because a lot of the U.S. promoters are a bit or e- a lot easier to contact, and the rates are more so industry known. When you have foreign acts, and I can speak for just K-pop and some J-rock acts. Uh, I'll talk from K-pop, you know, since that's the one that I had the most experience with. But those people coming into the game. Number one thing: If you're a foreigner, try to find a Korean American, or if you know Korean, it might help you a bit more. But this is more so of a an in family thing. This is like a family business, so to speak, when it comes to concerts. And it's like it's very hard for foreigners to just you know stroll up in and be like, hey, you know what? I want I have this money and I want to bring such and such act. A lot of other people who I worked with who are also foreigners. I've learned the lessons as well that you have to have someone who is Korean or Japanese working with the Korean or Japanese acts.
1: What have you been saying for like the last year and a half since I've known you, now, that You say, it's not what you have, it's who you know. Yeah, it ain't yeah.
2: about what you have, it's who you know.
1: It was easier for me to like hit up one of my close friends who knows them mm-hmm. and be like, hey, could you talk to them? As opposed to me just saying, hey, let me talk to you because they're going to be looking at me like, well, go through my email, go through my manager. If they even humor it,
0: but if yeah. it's someone they know, they're like, "Oh yeah, 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 I'll talk to them." It is. It's really who you know. I I can name drop an example, Mama Mamamoo, and this is taking it back to 2015, the year after they uh were relatively still unknown. Um, because it's Which 2014. Because they're huge yeah. now. They're super huge now. I brought it to uh, Drama Fever. Uh, they no longer exist, but I did bring Rip. in Drama <laughs> Fever, and Drama Fever had its connections to a lot of actors and a lot of industry people. And I even got a, a US promoter to even like jump on board to it. But we, what was needed was uh, another, I guess you could say, another middleman. So it's like, I got, I got, you know, Drama Fever, which is like the biggest connection possible and biggest sponsor, you know, because they had the brand relevance. I got the U.S. promoter who's going to be putting up all the money, but we still needed a middleman. And even sure. with all the money possible that we could have gave to Rainbow Bridge, the middleman is where things fell apart. Because a lot of companies want to use a middleman. I mean, that's not the case anymore nowadays, since it, everything's been upheaved and whatnot. But back then, you still needed a middleman. The middleman couldn't close the deal then it was not happening yeah. and this is when Momu was very cheaper than what they are nowadays oh, <laughs> at least from what i've been they're,
1: told yeah they're pricey know, from what i've been told too how do you mentally prepare for that because i know there's there's a lot of stress in being involved and in not only planning but mm-hmm. you know, de- dealing with managers and artists who can be divas at times
0: okay I uh, i'm not gonna name names on this one <laughs> <laughs> Please, but uh we, we can all <laughs> yeah have a few. uh there was a concert and the artists, there's two artists uh, that showed up very late for uh, these concerts, and was I there maybe, for this? not these two.
2: Oof,
0: I was about to just spoil something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say that the artist was doing something that he was not supposed to be doing, caused some some delays, uh, and they were supposed to be there days earlier. They came days late, and it was really kind of close. And they lied (laughs) about something that's really important to uh, Korean men, I guess you could say, in South Korea. But this is information that we were told. Um, <laughs> it's boring it's getting it's, yeah, getting it's, getting, it's getting, it's getting really deep. But like, I'm just gonna not name names. But you know, <laughs> some people are gonna like look, look through my history and be like, "Oh, okay, we found it." It's gonna be like it? a, it's yeah. gonna be like a
2: hidden mystery from years to come. People are gonna archive yeah. the podcast. It's that it's that like,
1: juicy podcast. Here. What did he mean? Yeah, by that? pinky. You gotta have the pinky with the T. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just know. I mean, like you know, put it like this: they're a good, gr- they're a good person. But um, you know, at the end of the day, business is business, and sometimes you know, working with artist managers, the artists can be divas and devos. Um, divos. And they could de- and divos. they could demand a lot. Like, there's some like artists that. out there that um, you know, don't want to do a concert at at the venue you picked out because it doesn't fit their aesthetic. Not naming names. Oh uh, no, I know that
2: one. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey. By the way, Demo yeah. is in my vocabulary yeah, look, from I'm now on. Leave it at
0: that. I know yeah. exactly who he's talking about, and you are gonna laugh as soon as this podcast. Is over again. I'm gonna tell you. I'm yeah, I so just, excited. I think I just took like there was like three artists that I, that could have been named. <laughs> I think By my reaction, they've been pinpointed to a couple. Yeah, there, there's one. Yeah, there, I know who you're talking about. The last one, but I'm saying like you know it happens, uh, and so you love these people, right? Um, because yeah. there's so a lot of the people you look up to and uh and then you just see some of the tendencies like the way that they've been treated in south korea is not the way that it's gonna go in the u.s or mainly i could speak for just mainly the north america um sure. they're like they want the same exact treatment that they get in south korea you know in, in the u.s and that's where the culture clashes happen oh yeah because
1: uh, see like sure. idols in korea not to cut you off yeah. bro, but they're they're seeing like as royalty, almost as gods, like they. Yes. They, sometimes they have that vibe, like you know the it, pedestal. It, well, you know how it, it, it's easy for an artist to fall on that ego trip, right?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, you, you you're aware of that. Now imagine that times a thousand with Korean artists. Mm-hmm. Like it, it gets that bad. So like this is what he's talking about. They come That's over here, Super and Sand Americans 10. are like, "I don't give a, f- I like you, but not <laughs> yeah. that much." And they're like. Well, they're taking it back, like how dare you! It, it gets crazy, man. Wow, it's culture
0: clash. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's partially due to the way their their culture works, like because yeah. respect is embedded into not only the the culture but in the language. Like, they, mm-hmm. you wouldn't speak to your elder the same way you would speak to your homie, your friend. Yeah, Certainly, you wouldn't. Yeah, like it, to a degree, it's still the same here, but it's literally different words for them. If that makes sense, and anything that has that much power can be abused
0: stressful times um you know back then i used to really rely on something that i no longer like try to do uh and that's just being toxic positive like just being like no matter how bad the situation is there's something brighter on the outside and that just kind of like messed and fucked up with my reality a lot uh mm. and it did hurt a lot of my friends in the process being like hey you know what this situation is bad um, but you know, we got to look at the brighter side, so it's going to get much better. And I realized that I had to cut my losses a lot, like sooner. I should have cut a lot of lo- my losses sooner and should have cut back on a lot of things much sooner. Uh, cause it would have probably prevented a lot of that stress. Like if there was certain certain like, um, concert stuff that seemed too shady and, you know, at, like, I think at a certain point. I should have definitely stopped with a lot of the concert stuff instead of trying to go to the next one and the next one after that, look for the next opportunity and try to look for something that wouldn't have put me and, you know, my friends to a lot of stress um, during that period. And you called Uh, it toxic
1: positivity.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's a term that um, I've, you know, like after I have searched it and I did, you know, and did a video on it as well. The main thing about it is that it's, the over-reliance on having a positive mindset, and this is something I do a lot, right? I'm like, you know what? It's going to get better. It's going to get better. But you keep digging this hole um, well, you know that what say, you're going to get better. Thinking, yeah.
1: Positive thinking is like spray paint on rust. They yeah, It only lasts so long because positive thinking is only good when there's positive action or affirmations following it not blindly positive like you're saying yeah saying oh it's gonna get better it's gonna get better but you're not doing anything to make it better
0: yeah it's literally like the definition of insanity (laughs) expecting a different outcome yeah
1: what is it you're doing the same thing but we're expecting it to be different
0: it was mostly getting rid of the stress was actually just cutting back just taking a completely different route because that was the only way that I was going to stop the cycle at that time. You know, dealing with the, I guess, the the, the concert arc of my life. <laughs> the
1: concert uh, arc, I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: because but, you're an artist. I'm learning to be. I got my drawing tablet, and I, this $2,000 tablet better be used for something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I get you. he yeah. has been doing some painting himself. Uh, he actually painted his album here on the Hey, road. You've hey. done a couple, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I mean... Me and my wife, we we like to get a little drunk in the basement and paint sometimes. (laughs) Uh, And they actually turned out fairly fairly well. Hers are always amazing. I Uh, like your TSL one a lot. Tequila Salt and Lime, that was uh, a fun one because it was mostly glow in the dark. So when the lights go off, it still glows with the whole bottle of tequila and everything. I want to make an apology to you here on this podcast, Popo. (laughs) What's up? Um,
1: When my my team and I, WNAX, was really into Yu-Gi-Oh! a couple years ago, uh, we'd call him at all hours just for a ruling. (laughs) He'd hear hear people arguing in the background about, no, your blue eyes can't do that, and no, your (laughs) monster can't do that. Yu-Gi-Oh! arguments at 3 in the morning. Call Popo! (laughs) <laughs> all right. Colin bobo hey man sorry to bug you but you know what? it's I'm all Colin. good <laughs> it's all good this one's gonna be called spilling the tea but i think the chapter two will be the tea continues and porn stars oh oh man. shit it's gonna
0: yeah. get gritty <laughs> that one is going to be
2: spicy Hell yeah, uh, we
1: get naughty. Appreciate you, brother. Um uh, you want to close this as you usually do.
2: Hell yeah, we're getting naughty. There you go, he said it again.